Welcome to Rick Radio Community News, that's episode 39. I'm Mick Hanley. But later in the programme, we talk with Paula Lawler, CEO of Suicide or Survive, about the charity and their forthcoming fundraising concert here in Ringside Irishtown Community Centre on Saturday, the 26th of November, featuring Lee Murphy, who performs as Elvis Presley, Dean Martin, and Frank Sinatra. Uh, tickets are on sale here from the centre, priced at €12. Euro. But first, I want to talk with Emma. Gutierrez, our colleague here at uh, Rings of Irishtown Community Centre in the commuter training section. Uh, Emma, you're very welcome to the programme and I hope I got your name right again. If not, let me know. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> you did a great job. Well done. <laughs> so we're going to discuss uh, all the computer training that's taking place here in Rings End. Of course, this week uh, you have a new compo- computer course uh, starting off. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, we're finally uh, up and running with our computer training room um, and we're offering classes to anybody who's interested in learning about computers, whether you're a beginner or intermediate um, and just really, you know, to go through how you set, open up a document in Word. It's mostly Word, a lot of Word. Um, I will be doing some social media aspects of it as well. Your phone, WhatsApp, uh, Facebook, things like that. Um, so anybody who's confused or wants a little help out, um, that's basically who the classes are for. So it'd be, it's a basic computer course, basic uh, as I say, and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid um, yeah. if you don't even know how to. It's, we're working off laptops. Yeah. Um, so we have new laptops um, with uh, lovely new software. Um, so uh, don't be afraid if you can't, uh, don't know how to turn it on. Um, there's no problem. Um, just uh, come into us and if it takes you a couple of weeks to even get familiar with that, that's fine. That's not a problem. Um, so it'll be about 10 to 12 weeks each course, I would say, depending on the group and the individual will run for. Um, uh, so would this run after Christmas then as well? Give it that about seven yeah, weeks. Yeah, where we are now, six yes. weeks to Christmas. So if you start yeah, with us now, you will be coming back um, yeah. after Christmas um, for a little bit and then see how you progress and, and where you want to go then after that. Lovely stuff. And uh, as, you, as you mentioned there as well, uh, the new computer room as well. So tell us a little bit of what has gone on since the last time you were in talking with us. Oh, so much um, has been painted. Um, we have lovely new desks. We have fancy snancy office chairs um, on on order, um, which hopefully they be here soon. Um, and we have brand new laptops, um, new software, um, up-to-date software on them um, so that everything is just up-to-date and I suppose with with today you know mm. and and that's so um and then um we have lots of space in the room as well the way we have it laid out so if anybody has any worries about they might have a disability or anything like that there's plenty of space and room um for everybody and there'll be small classes as well so it would probably be about six people per class so you'll get plenty of attention um as well which is brilliant which as is well great for people. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah as well. um, so both brendan yourself doing the classes yes. at different times or the same time or well, we're what doing them do different do? times. So yeah. we'll be running classes um, in the mornings between 10 and 12 and then in the afternoons between 2 and 4, um, most days. So we do have some slots available. So if anybody's interested, just get in touch. Um, and if you want to come down, we'd love to see you. Just come down here to the centre. Come down the to the centre, ring the centre. E- yeah. e- well, if you're 
you probably mightn't be able to email that's why you're coming into me but yeah, yeah. um you know ring the center and they'll pass you on to us or, or take a message or whatever um and we'd love to love to see anybody and everybody who's interested and you can also try it out you don't have to stick with it you could try it for a couple of weeks if it's not for you that's fine you know so there's there's no issue there either don't feel that you have to stick with something either and as you said too it's important the fact that it's basic for people to start off with yeah. because we know that computers can yeah. be, you know, people whole, get confused sometimes yeah. because it's, a, it's such a spectrum, really. Absolutely. That kind of thing as well, but it's, it's opening the email. It's that's it. It's keeping it to your everyday life, really. I think yeah, that's the issue yeah. a lot of people have now because everything is online. So it's keeping it that I can send an email on my laptop. Oh, well, how will I do that on my phone? So that causes issues. Or WhatsApp, that's a big thing with families. How do I create a WhatsApp group? How do I communicate through WhatsApp? Or if you want to order something, I want to book a flight. How do I do that? You know, so that seems to be um, the feedback we're getting from most students or inquiries about the classes. That's what they want to know. How do I do things like that? And, and um, more and more, you, you do need these basic skills because, as you mentioned there, to book a flight. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and, like, and that's being and honest. That's fine you know. if you say, I just want to come in to learn how to book book a flight. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. That's perfect. That's part of the computer class. That's using, you know, online information. Um, you will also be taught as I said, Word, how to type in Word, possibly a bit of PowerPoint, which will be a bit more about design and maybe posters and things like that. That's a fun class, you know, that would be a bit of graphic mm. design. But it's to tailor it really um, to what you want to get out of it. You know, so if there's something you want to focus on, we can try our best to give you as much information um, on that. And is, is there an age profile of, of people that find it difficult to kind of you know set up emails like i i I'm probably mentioning the older age group like yeah. myself maybe yeah. or yeah. a bit older again uh, and that because obviously computers is new to a lot absolutely. of people absolutely and that's the age group that would be struggling so i would be honest and saying most of our students would be 65 plus but that doesn't mean anybody younger can't come into us um there's no age limit on it but the majority of the age would be about 65 plus yeah because that's the age group that is struggling technology has just exploded mm -hmm. and they're lost they're left behind everything is online shopping if you, how do i shop online you know mm -hmm. somebody can't get to the supermarket i want to shop online and get my groceries delivered okay how do i do that so yeah, basic yeah. things and like the that. bank is supposed to be banking, thing, banking is a huge thing yeah, yeah yeah um we can only go so far with that obviously but we will kind of give you the general idea um, uh, as to how to start that up. Um, you know, we can't go into people's bank accounts and no, things no, like no, that. But, to, but, but yeah, but just to have an idea yeah, yeah, of yeah, how to yeah. go about it, um, because that is a, a big issue too. Yeah. Are we becoming a, a robotic? Uh, I hope not. I was in there, had trouble with the printer, and I was just saying, "Oh God, <laughs> go back to paper and pen, please." But uh, no, I hope not. But it is part of life, so it's just being able to keep up. And if you have grandchildren or whoever, or family abroad, and you want to keep up, you want to send an email and a picture, you know, so that you can do that. It's just about mm. keeping in contact with people and keeping up with people. Um, that's all. And as you said, with the younger, especially the yeah. grandkids and that, like they're yeah. all on they're so, so many different social me media, media with yeah. TikTok and all these different yeah. platforms coming up. That, Absolutely. Uh, we Instagram. won't be doing TikTok. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anything like that. Yeah. And if you do have a question like that about something, come in and ask us and we can help you and guide yeah. you as yeah. much as we can. You know, how do I do this or, or what's this about? You know, just to keep you informed. It's about being informed. 
really yeah. that's yeah. what it is and just having a little grasp of information about something so that you can understand what's going on around you you don't have to know everything i don't know everything brendan doesn't know everything we'll just help you as much as we can and if there's something we need to find out for you we'll do our best brilliant um, brilliant yeah. and you said the classes are are they broken 10 to 12 and then 2 to 4. That's right, and yeah. And how many days a week? So um, myself and Brendan divide them up. So um, I would be here some mornings and Brendan would be here others. Mostly Monday and Tuesday, Thursday and Friday would be our days for classes. Um, so we do have slots available for Thursday afternoon and Friday still. So that'd be between 2 and 4. And then we have maybe one or two spaces on a Monday morning between 10 and 12. Lovely, yeah. lovely. So people have an opportunity to get in touch Absolutely. Uh, with the, with the Center here, and um, of course, it's 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 not just about you know the basic training yeah. as well. You've got other courses yeah. uh, going on, and I know you've you've pe- have people have been here uh, over the last number of months as well. But looking to the future, the future uh, yeah. as well, you're hoping that uh, it'll become a training center. Yeah, where am I going? Official training is it? A, uh, it would be official. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. hoping to work with um We kind of worked with uh, TU Dublin, um, a lovely man called Ian Roller. Um, who would run an ICDL course. So that's your qualification. Used to be called ECDL, if anybody's familiar with that, would be your European uh, computer driving license. So it's now called ICDL. It's the same thing, so don't get confused by it. Um, So we're hoping to become a test centre ourselves because TU Dublin um, don't really facilitate that anymore. Um, So it means you could come in, you could... um, pick a module, mostly Word, it's now called Documents. Um, other ones would be very popular, would be like Excel, you know, programs like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and you come in, you train, um, you do a few um, mock exams, um, and then you'd go and do your official exam, and then you get a certificate at the end of it. So it's a qualification, whereas it myself and Brendan just coming in for the basic computer classes, there is no qualification in that. Yeah, so yeah. If, if you want to take a forder um, and then lead on possibly to work, etc you know uh, things like that so that's what we'll be looking at so hopefully in the new year we'll have ourselves set up and established to be able to offer that to the community fantastic yeah yeah that'd be, be great and, and an opportunity i suppose if people start off in the basic yeah. um course this time that come follow uh, the following year or, or come 2023 they might be able to Absolutely. Just go on to the course for yeah. the for And the there's a strict time uh, frame where you have to do your ICDL exam. So you might have to do it within 10 to 12 weeks. So there's no messing. So you could get three or four modules done in a year if you really wanted to. Um, and it's just, and it, that's open to all ages as well. So um, I'm still doing it myself. I have one module to do uh, myself as well. So it, there's no age limit on that. Anybody and everybody can do that. Yeah, and as you said, for employment as well, yeah. for people, important computers are something yeah. that you really have yeah. to have. Yeah, Excel especially seems to come up a lot um, with employers, you know, Excel and, and Word, as I said, which is now called, they call it doc- documents now. So they'd be the two uh, big ones that people would focus, employers would focus on a lot. Yeah. So you'd be sending out, as you say, a reminder in the new year when yeah, when definitely. they set up and for people that yeah, they can definitely. go on. But yeah. in the meantime... It's come to the basic. It's come to the basic computer course. Yeah. Uh, just give us the times again for people. So we have Emma. ten a.m. to twelve p.m. Um, and then the afternoon slots would be between two and four. And obviously, there's a little tea break in between. 
um, and it's three euro per class. Um, I just mentioned that as well. Um, so it's quite um, reasonably priced. Yeah. Um, and there is a little tea break in between. And it's um, it's not serious. You know, it's so, we mm. get down and we do work. But I don't want anybody to be intimidated by coming in. You know, you're coming into a friendly environment to learn, but also to have, you know, a social aspect with other people who are learning as well. Lovely. Well, we wish you the best of luck with the basic training course and, of course, uh, later on in 2023 uh, the ICDL. with the uh, ICDL as well. It's going to be an interesting time. And you've be. got a beautiful new painted We've room as well. Fabulous new painted room. So and, come and, in and see it and, and nothing and, and else. And nice computers. And nice computers, yeah. Lovely. Emma, thanks, thanks a lot for coming into us today. Hello, I'm Derek Buckley, Lord Mayor of Ringsend and Irish Town, and you are listening to the Community News Desk on Rick Radio. Yes, you're listening to a Rick Radio Community News Desk. Now, on Saturday, the 26th of November at 8.30, a fundraising concert made of Suicide and Survive will take place here at the centre, featuring Lee Murphy singing Elvis Presley, Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. Tickets are available here at the centre, priced at €12. Euros. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I caught up with the CEO of Suicide and Survive, Paula Lawler, and first I asked her about the charity. Okay, so Suicide Survive was set up in 2003 by an amazing lady called Caroline McGuigan who um, went through her own struggles with her mental health and really struggled a lot with anxiety and depression um, in her 20s, which culminated in a very serious suicide attempt. Um, and uh, she would say that there were a lot of things that maybe got in her way of getting the help that she needed right the way along. Um, and stigma was one of those. Um, and as she started to recover... Um, and she had a long recovery journey, but as she started to recover, she started to think about what was missing for her, what, uh, you know, what, what services, what supports were missing for her along her journey that might have meant that she might have taken a different route. And she spoke to lots of other people um, who'd been in similar circumstances to her, did a lot of research and um, started the organisation with the Eden programme, which is still our flagship programme. Um, and that is something that she felt that if it had been there for her, she might have made different decisions or it might have le- led to her having a different route um, uh, in terms of that suicidality and, and acting on her suicidal thoughts. And um, what is the Eden programme? OK, so Eden is um, a programme for people who have either attempted suicide or are having thoughts of suicide. And it runs one morning a week for 26 weeks. Um, it's a, an educational program with a therapeutic element. So it's not a group therapy. Um, we take 16 people on each program and uh, they come once a week. And we look at the whole idea of the program is to give people a safe space where they can actually talk about what's going on for them um, and learn skills to manage their mental health, to monitor, to make sure they know what's happening, to manage their mental health, to build a broad range of supports to meet their needs, because we know that no one support is enough for anybody. Um, and the the ultimate aim is to help people to move away from suicide as an option of choice in times of crisis. And as you said, that's one of the many programmes you, you have as well. Before we go into some of the other programmes, yeah. too, I'd just like to talk a little bit about yourself because okay. uh, you're the, uh, recently uh, appointed the CEO of uh, Suicide and Survive, but you've been involved with, with the charity for many, many years. I have in from... Uh, yeah, I, I got involved, I think, first in about 2007. Uh, a good friend of mine, a man called Mick Coughlin, who I used to work with, um, I was working freelance at the time, and he 
came to me and said, look, I have this friend who is trying to set up this charity. She uh, is looking for somebody to help her get her ideas down on paper so that she can apply for funding. So uh, would you meet her and have a chat? I was I had worked as a psychologist with the rehab group and in program development and stuff like that. And I that's where I had I knew him from. Um, so I said, yeah, sure, I'll meet anybody. Met her for a cup of coffee in uh, Sandy Bent one day and um, just was inspired by her and her story and what she was planning to do, this idea for this Eden programme. It just really struck me because um, I'd worked with people with a lot of mental health difficulties over many, many, many years and I trained as a therapist myself. Um, and uh, so I helped her get her ideas on paper, helped her apply for her first kind of piece of external funding because she funded a lot of this herself in the very beginning Um, and uh, she got the funding and then over the years she came back to me looking for a few other bits and pieces and you know when you join the SOS family you don't really leave (laughs) Um, so I would have done evaluations of the Eden program and then came on board to coordinate the Eden program in 2010 so I've been Eden is very close to my heart I've been very involved in it since then and then over the years I started to look at the governance for the organization and helping to write the policies and procedures and formalize stuff that Caroline carried in her head and became the national program manager for a number of years uh, stepped back out again in 2019 um uh to pursue my, my, my private psychotherapy practice and some other bits and pieces I was doing. And uh, then, but I still continued to facilitate on all of the SOS programs. I would have developed some of the programs and um, then uh, came back in as CEO this year. So, um, yeah, as I said, it's an organisation that's very close to my heart. I really believe that it makes a massive difference to people's lives. So that's that's why that's where I come from and why I do what I do. The passion, as they say, you can hear it in your voice there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely with it. And uh, of course, a tough role. But when 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 we think about it, like 2003, it's only 20 years ago. And 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 as well as that, like the organisation was in, in kind of a startup and then trying to progress. And I suppose. That's your role now, probably, is to drag it that, bring it, bring it down the line even even further. We're going to talk about the fundraiser, all right, but fundraising itself for mental health charities is it difficult? It is difficult. We are very lucky in that we get about forty percent of our funding through the National Office for Suicide Prevention. They're amazing, um, and then the rest we fundraise ourselves. So we have amazing people like Billy who. Uh, come to us and say I want to raise money for you a lot of people do it because they have personal some personal reason for doing it and a lot of people just like the idea of what they we do they come on our workshops they get the benefit from it and they uh, they run we run fundraising events ourselves we did an abseil off Croke Park there Friday before last um, which was an amazing uh, experience and um, we uh, so fundraising is always a challenge for us we also mm. run some corporate wellness programs which brings in some income which also obviously helps us to keep the charity going but it's a it's a continual challenge and it's always going to be a continual challenge do you know yeah, to bring in the money the money yeah I'm just wondering as well Paula is is it a free service for people the, some of our our services are free so our wellness workshop is free um some of our uh, services we have a kind of a nominal charge for and uh, for eden for example we ask people to make a contribution every week but that's decided agreed with each individual based on their means and the idea behind that and this was something that caroline felt very strongly about is that it's an investment in your mental health 
so that yeah. when people finish the program, they don't owe us anything. Do you know? Um, they they've owned their own mental health. They've made an investment in their own mental health, and that makes a difference to people. Do you know? And and part of it is about pride as well as everything else, but also being able to say no. Actually, I I took the time out. I invested in my mental health, and I made a financial contribution. So and that pays it forward for somebody else. Do you know? It adds to to the funds. So for our wrap program and our supporters program, we also have a small fee. But again. Anybody who comes to us who has financial difficulties or who can't afford to pay the fee, uh, sure, we, we'll always willing to negotiate, to chat, to talk, to waive the fee if that's what we need to do. Because we don't believe that uh, mental health should be the preserve of the wealthy, that everybody is entitled Absolutely, to go to mental yeah. health. Yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone can, it can affect everybody. Uh, well, it's anybody. <clears throat> and that's what we say <clears throat> on all of our programmes. It's not those people over there. It's you and me and everybody. And it could be me tomorrow morning, you know, it could be you the following week. Nobody knows. We don't no. know what our life is going to bring. That's true. You mentioned the, uh, a couple of the programmes there. You have the Workplace Wellness, the Eden Programme, you said the RAP Programme, Supporters Programme, uh, a Wellness Workshop as well. And then you do, you're still doing online programmes, are you? We are. We have some online programmes. COVID kind of made us pivot and we mm. had to look at putting everything online because all of our programmes are group programmes. Um, so uh, that was a challenge. Uh, we had to pivot very quickly. But the team in the office are amazing and our team of facilitators are incredible people. Um, and we moved everything to online. So we also do some online um uh, webinars. We do a webinar every week on a topic to do with mental health, um, and that's free for anybody to attend. Anybody can you can find it. There's lots of different topics. Um, we have uh, we've a range of different uh, speakers who come and speak on those well those webinars. They're between forty and forty five minutes. Um, and as I said, they're free for anybody. And if you sign up and you can't attend, we send people a recording of it afterwards. And it's Great. really yeah. just to support people to look after their mental health. It was hugely popular during COVID. Yeah. T talk to me a little bit about COVID. How, how difficult was it, you know, from, I suppose, an administration point, as you said there, that you had to get everything online, but also from the, the people who you were, you were dealing with on a day to day basis? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, one of our biggest challenges was putting Eden online <laughs> because you've got a group of 16 people, all of whom are really, really struggling. And we actually had started those programmes. We didn't want to leave those people, obviously, hanging without a programme because they've been waiting for a programme. They'd started the programmes. And so we had to look at how are we going to put that online and how are we going to put it online while protecting people's confidentiality. Um, so we moved it to a kind of a webinar based program and actually it proved to be really successful. So we run Eden ourselves in Dublin, but the HSE licensed it from us and run yep. it with our support in Galway, Mayo and Roscommon. So there was four programs ongoing when we had to pivot. Switch. Yeah. Yep. And obviously yep. our partners in the HSE were hugely helpful to us in that. And we worked really well together to find a new model for Eden. Yeah. And all obviously we couldn't run our wellness workshops. because That's 50 people in a room. That's why we started running the webinars. Um, we, run, we started running our RAP program online and our supporters program online. And actually, the supporters program is one that uh, people seem to prefer to do online. Um, and again, a lot of that's around people's freedom to travel because the supporters program is for people who are supporting somebody in their lives who's struggling with their mental yeah, health. Yeah. So family members, friends, neighbours, work colleagues who are supporting somebody. And very often, you know, it's difficult for people to travel. 
because maybe they, they need to be there to support that person who's struggling with their mental health. Um, and also there's the confidentiality piece. There's their own, but also the yeah. confidentiality of the person they're supporting. You could end up in a room with the, you know, somebody you know, who knows someone, that person yeah, yeah. or, you know, so yeah. um, I think that translated really well to online and people seem to really like to do it in that and, way. And with that in mind, is the stigma still there? Because that's what it comes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think we've gone a long way. And I think actually COVID got us talking about mental health more and focused a lot of attention on mental health. But yeah, of course, there's still stigma. And we sometimes think a stigma is something that exists out there in society, you know, that's imposed upon us, which of course it is. Um, but we also have our own internal stigma. Do you know, I know myself, uh, there was a time in my life when I was really struggling with my mental health and... I was a psychologist working with people with their mental health, held no stigma around anybody else, around their mental health. Yeah. But when it came to me and having to say, this is me and I'm struggling and I need a bit of help, I found that really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, yeah. So, and you don't even realise that it's there inside you unless, until it's yeah. you. So I think the more we can talk about mental health, the more open we can be about it, the less stigma there is because we know that stigma stops people from reaching out for help when they need it. So we really need to start doing something, doing more to break down that stigma. That's why we run our wellness workshop with 50 people in a room in communities all over Ireland. Because um, you you're in there with your friends, your neighbours, your whoever, and uh, and you're chatting about mental health for a whole day. Now, we have a great bit of L crack on them as well. As well so yeah, we yeah. do mental health with a light touch. Um, <coughs> yeah. We give people a nice lunch. There's loads of colour and uh, we have a great bit of fun. Um, and our workplace, well, because we know the workplace is a place where there's a huge amount of stigma mm. still. It's very yeah. hard to say I'm struggling in the workplace. And I think a lot of employers are really coming on board and saying that we, we know that our staff are struggling, and particularly now. And we need to do something. We need to we need to actually up our game and do something to create a space where it's OK for people to talk about mental health at work and to say I'm struggling and they're not thought any less of and they're not passed over for a promotion or whatever it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and lucky enough, there is charities like yourselves there doing this work uh, at the moment and uh, you're hoping to progress that uh, in the future as well. Also, um, if you want to help Suicide Survive, you've three ways, I think, of, of doing that, either by donation, fundraiser, uh, event, or to volunteer as well. Is that still available for people? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, again, we don't uh, have volunteers running our services because we are dealing with mental health, so they're all professional facilitators. Um, but we, are, we very often will look for volunteers to help us out with fundraisers, to help us out. We um, have these lovely little gifts that we give people when they come in our workshops called Little Life's Little Emergency Kits. They're a fantastic little thing. It was designed for us by a lady who did our Eden programme. Um, so we sometimes need volunteers to help us put those together. Yeah, um, when yeah. anybody comes on a workshop, they get a folder with a whole load of stuff in it, our wellness workbook and lots of information about other supports because we try as much as possible to do everything we do in collaboration. Um, so uh, we need people sometimes to help us put those together. So there's loads of bits and pieces that like that, that, that really actually make a difference because for us... One of the things that's really important is that all of our services are delivered to the highest quality and that we provide the highest quality environment for people because often mental health services are kind of tucked away somewhere in the in a back room somewhere and maybe uh, a place that traditionally hasn't been very well looked after. So we 
uh, we try and give as high quality environments for our programs as possible so people feel respected when they walk in um, and there's no judgment you know we accept people as they are when they come but that that we make sure that they're well looked after when they're on any of our programs sounds good with all the gifts and the food and <laughs> the socials and that as well which is important as you say it's, 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 it's important, important. Yeah, yeah well that respect because very often when we are struggling with our mental health mental health is messy do you know um, and we can feel like a bit of a mess when we're struggling with our mental health. So, um, and sometimes we lose that sense of self or that respect for ourselves, even. We can get very down on ourselves. So to have that shown to you by somebody else really, I think, can make a difference. Um, and people tell us. People always comment on that and tell us that that makes a difference to them. Absolutely. Well, for anyone that's struggling at the moment, uh, Paula, or even not and just wants to have a chat, um, I, I presume your website is the best place to go, is it? Yeah, I mean, we don't provide a helpline service, yeah. but we can signpost people to other services. So um, we would always say to people, have the Samaritan's number in your phone on the tip of your tongue, 116123, PA to have a helpline for anybody who is experiencing suicidal thoughts. And that's 1-800-247-247. Um, the HSC's yourmentalhealth.ie is an amazing uh, website that lists a range of supports by geographical area uh, nationwide. But if you're interested in one of our programs, our Eden program, we're recruiting for Eden at the moment. We're going to be running it in the Carmelite Centre in Angel Street. Um, and anybody who is interested in Eden or thinks it might be of benefit to them, uh, they can email us on eden at suicidersurvive.ie or they can give us a buzz on 012 and, um And we're happy to take a call. Um, and or if they want to just send us an email, we'll call them back. Um, if you just because it can be difficult for people to make a decision to apply for a program like that. True. So yeah. um, so we're always happy to chat to anybody. Mm. So and our website lists all of our programs. So we've wellness workshops coming up all over the place. Um, we have uh, rap programs ongoing and supporters programs ongoing. Um, now coming up to Christmas, we have a very busy kind of end of year because we didn't bring our wellness workshops back online until the second half of the year because again because of COVID restrictions so we have a whole load of them going on all over the country and of course with the situation we're in at the moment you know there's a crisis out there money crisis um, uh, Christmas as well coming up I, I yeah. saw something early this morning about uh, on a programme about Christmas and, and people's anxiety I suppose yeah. you know coming up to it wondering how they're going to afford it uh, and that's so I'd say that's quite a, a difficult time for people it is and we know that people struggle more in financial downturn you know because money is one of the things that makes a massive difference to us it's whether we have a roof over our head we can feed our children Do you know people mm. are very anxious about that um, at the moment and then we have a whole load of people who come here do you know from the Ukraine who are displaced who are leaving behind family friends people that they love who do you know and it's hugely difficult to to be uh, displaced like that and with people from all countries all over the world we know there are huge difficulties all over the world so and those people are coming here to Ireland as well and have their own mental health needs so um so I think yeah we're facing into some big challenges in terms of mental health um, and it's really important as was the message we always say to people is don't wait don't wait until you're struggling uh, look after your mental health when you're well it makes it easy I always think it's kind of like pushing a car do you know I don't know if you ever pushed a car I have, yeah. yeah the, the hardest part of pushing the car is getting it moved. People don't push cars anymore. You don't see people push cars anymore. The hardest part is getting it moving. 
Do you know? Once you have it moving, it's easier to keep it going. Yeah. And yeah. then if you're pushing it down a road with a speed bump in it, it's easier to get over the bump if you're already moving. So we always say to people, it's like that with your mental health. Do you know, if you're looking after it when you're well, it's when life throws challenges at you, it's much easier to keep that going. Do you know? So we would encourage everybody, don't wait until you're struggling. Do something now. There's very simple things we can all do to look after our mental health. And that's what we teach in our wellness workshops. Great advice. Now, for the charity to keep going, as I say, uh, fundraising is very important. And uh, we spoke earlier about uh, uh, Billy O'Rourke, who does a lot of your fundraiser uh, events for you. Tell us a little bit about Billy. and, and uh, Yeah, Billy came to us and he uh, started running this greatest show for mental health. Um, contacted us and said he wanted to raise uh, funds for us um, and he his motto is I do what I do because I care um, and he's, he's a man who's very quiet and in the background but puts on these amazing gigs and it's all about people raising money for mental health and having fun do you know and having fun is great for your mental health we know that having a bit of a laugh bit of a dance bit of a listen to the music is great for the mental health so um, and Billy's raised uh, he started fundraising for us in late 2021 so he's been with with us a long time and uh, he runs uh, Elvis gigs and 80s nights and George Michael and all of that kind of the type of music I love. Yeah. Uh, grew up in the 80s. So that was that's uh, something very dear to my heart. And uh, he has a great following. He runs these gigs in all over the place in South Dublin and he's running one here. That's what I say. We're lucky to have uh, Liam Murphy coming uh, to sing Elvis and also Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra on the 26th of uh, November. And that uh, should be a great so that night. should be a great night, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. And he's raised um, almost 11,000 for Suicide Survive since he started fundraising first. That's massive for us. Do you know, any, even one euro raised by somebody makes a difference to us. Um, and yeah. so Billy is a huge supporter of ours and really fantastic. So I'd encourage anybody who's listening, come along to the game. Yeah, it's, sar- it's a Saturday night as well. Uh, doors are open at half eight and it's just 12 euro. I know 12 euro at the moment could be different for some people, but it, it, it's, it's not a huge amount as entertainment goes. Not as a, for a great night. Yeah. Yeah. Great night's entertainment and that the money is going to... Uh, to support people with their mental health, to support our organisation, to bring our programmes to more people. And I think Billy has another couple of gigs organised before Christmas. Um, he has another one on the 11th of December and then a Christmas show uh, that has yet to be confirmed. But um, yeah, he does amazing, amazing fundraising for us. But as I said, he's he's very much in the background. He organises the gigs. He puts on a great night. So, yeah. It should be good. Well, we're hoping everyone uh, comes here to <coughs> Ringside Irish Town Community Centre. I'm hoping to be here myself. You'll be here, Paula, yeah, for that. Yeah. Uh, 26th November, doors at uh, 8.30 and it's €12 Euro for the tickets. Uh, for To get tickets, where do people you go can, to? You can contact Billy. Yeah, so if you follow Billy on his um, Greatest Show events, um, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, um, and he has all the details there. Lovely stuff. <laughs> Paula, thanks a lot for coming in today to tell us about the, the gig that we're running here, that's on here, I should say, uh, but also, more importantly, to tell us all about suicide or surviving. We wish you all the best for the future. Thanks so much for giving us the opportunity. It's it's really important for us to, to do things like this so that we get the word out to people, because sometimes it can be hard to reach people who maybe need our services. So we really appreciate you giving us this opportunity. Thanks a million.
Well, my thanks there to Paula Lawler uh, of Suicide or Survive. And that's a great night ahead of you on the 26th of November at 8.30. Uh, that fundraising concert uh, featuring Liam Murphy. Uh, tickets available here at the centre. Give it a ring and uh, €12 Euro, uh, the price of them. Well, that's all we have from Community News Desk uh, this week. My thanks to Dylan on Sound and editing for me, Mick. All the best and we will talk with you next week. Thank you.